0: Everyone, welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters, and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz, and first, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, liking, subscribing, and spreading the word. So far, your support really means a lot to me. So keep tuning in because I know that you are going to leave empowered and blessed. And you are currently tuning into episode three. What's love got to do with it? And today's guest is the guest of all guests he's tall dark handsome anointed appointed and everything else in between and he can sing and he's the best dad and the best husband in the world crazy thing real quick before i introduce him is that he's rather shy um or we can we can say an introvert so it's a big deal that I have him joining me today. So without further ado, we have the love of my life, my husband, Anthony Diaz, joining me at the table. Say what's up, babe.
1: How's it going, everybody? Uh, <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> nah, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm glad to be here, uh, babe. I just want to say that I'm proud of you for doing this. Um, if you guys are listening, can we just give like a round of applause for Sassy <laughs> for, for opening up for sharing her testimony. Uh, we all know that it's not easy talking about our past, talking about what we've been through, but we all know that um, by hearing somebody else's story, we know that we can get through what we're going through if you know we're going through the same thing. So just give a round of applause.
0: Thanks, babe. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I really appreciate your support. And um, for those of you that don't know, he is my editor-in-chief. He has... Countless sleepless nights. Yeah. Behind the works. <laughs> yeah. He he listens to it over and over, or at least a few times, and takes out all of the ums and the you knows. So if you have heard me so far, you know I have a lot of... Um,
1: She's trying. Exactly. I have
0: a lot of filler words, but I'm working on it. So anyways, but I thank you, babe. Thank you for your no support. Problem. I love you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Many of you know our story. But for most of you that don't, and for others who haven't really heard Anthony speak much, this is the episode. This is the one you want to tune in, because you're going to be able to hear everything from the man himself. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear from him. Um, so babe, let's get started a little bit. But before, everybody knows you're my husband. Everybody knows you're the father of my child. You're my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but introduce yourself a little bit, age, where you're from.
1: All right, I am 30 years old.
0: <laughs> Lies,
1: nah, I'm 31 years old, going on 32, mm-hmm. August 17th, so real soon. Um, as she mentioned, I'm tall, dark, handsome, a little chubby. I uh, love to sing. Um, don't mean to plug this in so early, but part of a group called DB3. If you haven't checked us out, DB3. make sure you check us DB3. out on YouTube, Facebook. Instagram at Devotion3, without the E. D-V-O-T-I-O-N, three. All right, so I'm Anthony Diaz, as she's mentioned. um, You know, proud husband, father. Uh, I'm originally from New York. um, Born and raised in, you know, pretty much Brooklyn, Queens, until I was 15 years old when we moved down here to Orlando, Florida in 2001, right before 9-11. So I've been in Orlando for about... 16 years now. Um, I got used to it. I lost my New York accent. Sorry if uh, anybody who's listening out in New York. Um, so I'm a Floridian now. Um, love it out here.
0: And what are you studying?
1: Studying right now accounting. Uh, it took me about 10 years to get this close but I'm only okay. one year away from getting my bachelor's in accounting. So hopefully once I get this bachelor's degree i could find me or have something uh, um, aligned to have an accounting position afterwards and start making that money
0: yes that's the goal but okay anyway all right so thanks babe for introducing yourself now we're just going to get right into it because i know many of you kind of want to know how we met um so what i'm going to do is i'm going to talk a little bit first of how we met and then he's going to give you his side yeah. And then if you have anything, if I'm missing anything, just let me know.
1: It's actually the other way around. Cause it is. Just giving y'all a heads up, I have a horrible memory. so
0: Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, um, Anthony and I met in the year 2010. This was about, uh, well, I'd say a little bit prior to, t- to 2010. We were already texting each other. And I noticed him because... I don't know, he was cute.
2: No, he was um
0: he was singing at church one day with his brother and we were just passing by and I was like, yo, like and I had been single for about four years already. So I was a little desperate. And <laughs> I was a little bit like, I'm being honest, yo, we're getting real. So I was at a point in my four years of singleness that I was like, dang, like I'm the oldest of all of my friends, and I haven't found the one. And I was just, you know, was getting, was I was getting tired, you know, being alone, and it was just, I don't know, it was like a sad moment in my life. But I did a lot of prayers and stuff like that. And then I seen Anthony, and I had always seen him around because he was just always around. But I never like put two and two together until I saw him singing with his brother. And then from there, I was like, wow, he's a good-looking guy. And then like my whole tactic was like, okay. I heard he's shy, so let me try to invite him to church. And it wasn't that he wasn't going to church, but he wasn't going to youth group. And I was very, very highly involved in youth group at the time. So he wasn't going to youth group. So my way of reeling him in was to invite him to youth group on a Wednesday and see what, what would happen from there. So I... DM'd. Well, it's not DM'd. I Facebook messaged him and I asked him for... Actually, I think I just wrote you an email and said I was explaining how in the youth we were on revival and we were doing so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was literally just putting it out there like you should come because you know the power of God is there, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and in reality, I'm inviting him to youth group. But really, I just wanted to get to know him a little bit more sorry for any pastors that are listening out there (laughs) during that time but that was like the only way because he was such an introvert and i knew that it was going to be super super hard to like get in his life at some point you
1: use god in such a
2: manner
0: i had to it was all (laughs) i had at the moment (laughs) so to make a long story short we started to kind of facebook message each other here and there and then finally you gave me your number Something like that. Mm. Don't know too much detail. It's kind of, it's, it's been a while.
1: It starts getting blurry.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it does. It starts getting a little blurry during that time. All I know is that I kept inviting him and he did go once, but he didn't say hi to me.
2: <laughs>
0: and that hurt. I invited you, bro. I'm, la- I'm going
1: to let you have your say right okay, now. Okay,
0: that's bro. fine. That's fine. I was very hurt, people. I invited him to church, well, to youth group. And he was sitting in front of me, and he didn't even say hi to me. Like, how dare you? But whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. It's, let's move on with our lives. I guess a few months passed, and then we had convention. And we're part of the Assemblies of God, so I was um, part of a singing group. I was a background vocal or background singer. And I was we were invited to go to a convention. And this is already 2010. This is around March, February, March. And then I went and I, I actually, I sang, we worshiped. And, but a, like a week prior to that, I sent him an email or a text message saying that I was going to be there. um, And he should come because it's going to be amazing. Like I tried again, guys. I tried again. Because, I mean, he was, I think in my heart, I felt like this was it because he was my age he was quiet and I knew that I had to be with someone opposite of me. I knew I couldn't date nobody just like me. I knew I had to date somebody very different. Because that's how my mom and dad flow too. Like my mom is very different than my father and they work, you know? So, I was like, "No, I got to get this. Like, I got to get him." <laughs> so, to make a long story short, I invited him. He came. He came the first night. Didn't say anything. He'll give you more details on that. I was very mad at him, and I, and and that Friday I was like, you know what? He didn't even text me that he was there. He wasn't there. He whatever, whatever the case may be. So you know what? I'm done. I'm done reaching out. I'm done trying to look for him because he's not putting his part, whatever. So Saturday came, we worshipped again, and then I had to go to the restroom, and then I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, I saw my friends. And my friends were like, yo, your boy is here. And I'm like, my boy? Like, I'm real, I am was already done. And I was like, whatever. And then as I looked behind my friends, there he was, Anthony Diaz, sitting all alone in the back. And just a little disclaimer, prior to that, when I was getting ready, I was like, I remember staying upstairs in the hotel room, saying to my girlfriends, I'm going to meet my husband today. Like, I remember I was looking so good. I was looking so fly. And, you know, us Christians, you know, we always try to look for the one. And it was just, I was in my prime moment. I was, you know, I was like, I'm going to find my husband today. And what do you know? My husband was sitting in the back all alone. Um, so I went up to him. I said, hey, what are you doing here? Like, why didn't you tell me you were here? was a little upset, but I was like, uh, eh, whatever. He was just too cute to be mad at. And then there were no seats around him, and he was just alone. He was, like, sitting in the back alone. So I was like, all right, well, since I kind of invited him and he's here now, let me put my anger away. Let me put all pride aside. Let me go look for a chair. So I went all the way back to the front, took my chair from where it was, and took it all the way back. And this is a convention center. So there's like thousands of people in there already. There was not one chair available. So I had to go all the way to the front, get my chair, go all the way back to the back. And then then I came and I sat with him. And the rest is pretty much history because then from there you began to open up a little bit more with me and we talked practically the whole night and then i felt in my heart like i'm like wow i would like to get to know him a little better so i told you about two or three times like oh, i want to get to know you and you agreed so we kind of hugged it out and then that night you texted me you thanked me for for a great night and then you asked me to hang out the following week and then i was like all giddy and I said yes and then by Wednesday we were texting already Sunday, Monday Tuesday, by Wednesday you had already turned that hangout to a date and that was like our first official date so we had our first official date and the what we did because we were a little older than everyone else and all of our friends like we didn't, we weren't messing around you know and I think we both have been in prior relationships that didn't work out. And I think that this time we went in with the mentality of courting. Of like wanting to see beyond a relationship and go into marriage. So on our first date, we kind of laid down the law. You know, I told you everything. Usually on the first dates, you're kind of just, you know, looking and observing and trying to... But I was like, no, I'm going to tell you everything. to See how you would react. And then I told you everything and you seemed fine. And from there, we knew that we weren't playing games. Like, this is for real. And I liked you. And, like, I believe that God put us together for a reason. And I think within nine months, you asked him to marry. And then a year later, on October 15, 2011, we got married. Mm-hmm. So that's my side of the story, people. That's how we met. So there were a lot of empty spaces. <laughs> okay. Because obviously, you need... His side of the story, in order to have a full circle of a story, so go ahead and tell him, tell him, tell them your side.
1: All right, so here's my side of the story, the true side. What? I'm, not, I'm just kidding. It's
0: not the true side.
1: Nah. So, um, all right, so I met Cessy. I remember seeing Sessie when she came on with her uh, parents to Calvary, which was a long time ago. What year was that? 2005. 2005. And I always remember Sessie because obviously, you know, she was beautiful. And I've said this before in our um, wedding video.
2: But mm-hmm. I
1: said, I always remember Ceci, um by being the girl that's sang Mary, did you know? Because I always remember that one time that in church, I was uh, looking up at her singing, Mary, did you know on the altar? And I thought, wow, she had a beautiful voice, you know, and I knew how beautiful she was. So. You know, you know, maybe I was just God putting a seed right there in my heart. But years later, um what should I go from here?
0: Just jumped to two thousand ten. A little prior to that.
1: Okay. All right, so years later, uh, going to you know, two thousand ten, a little bit before, when she mentioned that she was um, sent me the message on Facebook. So I got that Facebook message, you know, talking about how revival was happening and she was inviting me to YX, you know, how they had a new uh young adult group, you know, going on and I got the message, but I wasn't thinking of, like anything of it. Like it seemed like for all I know it was like a mass <laughs> a mass email <laughs>
0: you thought that I was to a whole evangelizing of Christian
1: to you. people.
0: Like sending out tracks. <laughs>
1: She was yeah, she was evangelizing to me, so I'm like, okay, she's just inviting me to the yeah. youth group, you know. So <laughs> I remember going, and I do remember not speaking to her. Not, don't blame me. I wasn't like, I don't, I would ever, I wouldn't ever call myself a G, like, like that. So you know, it takes me a while, but, um, so I went, you know, didn't say hi, and then from there, you know, she did get my, uh, my number mm-hmm. a little bit after that. And we text, we will text here, here and there. Uh, and I'll get into this a little bit later, but I was kinda going through my thing. Well, I would say I was I was going through my trial in my Christian walk during this time. So that pretty much clouded, you know, my eyes and my vision of, you know, really seeing Sessie and the potential that, you know, she had and so going through what I went through, you know, there was moments where I remember you were even doing a play with my dad.
0: Oh, yeah, you remember that yeah, I was the teacher, <laughs> and he was like the janitor,
1: uh-huh, so yeah, you and my dad you know, already had that relationship um going and mm-hmm. starting, and I
0: had a relationship with your parents prior to meeting you
2: yes,
1: so. and there was even she didn't mention this because she she hates mentioning this, and <laughs> <laughs> but it was the new year's, I think it was New Year's. Of 2010. Oh, my God.
0: I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, 2009 to 2010.
2: Yeah,
1: it was around that same time. So, it's New Year's. So, you know how at the end of the service, everybody's going on the altar to take their pictures. So, I take my pictures with my family. And then my mom, like, you know, so, some of you guys know, like, like how, how your mom could be annoying at times. So, my mom's like, out of the blue, oh, um, take a, take a picture with, with her. Take a picture with Sassy. Because I think you, you got to take a picture with my dad. I took
0: a picture with your dad. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so funny. So, you took a picture with You're my dad. You're freaking creep, bro. <laughs> you took a picture with my You're dad. You're a
0: creep.
1: Listen, let me talk. I let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is my side. You missed your, you no, missed your opportunity. No, it's
0: terrible. All
1: right, so she took a picture with my dad. And my mom was like, Go, go take a picture with her. I'm like, Ma, I don't even know her like that. Like, like who? why would I randomly take a picture with somebody? New Year's we Eve? you were texting
0: picture. prior.
1: Like, it wasn't that much. It okay, was like, you know, hello from afar. And, but anyway. So, yeah, I know really you hate mentioning that. But.
0: Yeah, because I felt like crap. Mm. I was like, here's the <laughs> moment where I can actually have a picture.
1: Yeah,
0: so. And you didn't even do it. All right.
1: So, I was going through my stuff. Um, a little About a month or two after that, um, as she mentioned, there was a youth convention. Uh, mind you, I wasn't even planning on going to this youth convention. Um, I could thank again my mom for <laughs> for getting me tickets. I remember being at home and my mom was like, Hey, honey, I bought you um tickets to go to the youth convention because Noel Jones is gonna be there and I'm like, wow, why would you buy me youth tickets like <laughs> right now you know at the time she's struggling you know money wise financially, and she invested in me to go to this youth convention i was I remember being mad at her at the time and but, you know, I suck it up. and I was like, All right, you know what? You already bought the tickets. Uh, let me go. At the same time, Sessie, um, you know, was inviting me to go as well. And so the Friday night, the first night, I do go. And as she mentioned, I didn't say hi to her or I didn't text her. But my excuse, and being real, is that my phone died. <laughs> my phone died when I was there. So I didn't get an opportunity to text her. Um, I think I did see you from afar because you you were singing with the group and everything. Mm -hmm. But as she mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, I am a shy guy. So, you know, I wasn't going to go out my way and and go say hi. So, um, I was by myself. So, I, I went by myself. I left by myself. And that was it for night one. So, I go again night two. I'm sitting in the back because it's packed. You know, I get there a little bit late. But... I'm there, I'm, I'm by myself, you know, I see them singing, I see them see her doing the thing, and then, you know, a little bit later, I look to my right, and I see, you know, Sessie and um, my boy, heck, you know, say what's up to him, I say hi to Sessie, you know, and, you know, she gives me a nice hug, not one of those church hugs, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it
0: wasn't a side hug, no, no, no side, no side hugs. Hug. so, no no. Side so hug. she
1: said hi to me, she gave me a hug, And she asked me, you know, you sitting by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She said, no, come sit with us. And I'm like, no, no, don't worry. You know, trust me, I'm good. I'll sit back here, you know. And the next thing you know is like, you know, she's gone. And next thing you know, I look to my left, and I see Sassy coming down with a chair. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. No, she didn't. Like, she brought a chair. And that's when it clicked. That's when it hit me. That's when the G started coming out. <laughs> that's
0: when the
1: what? That's when the G started. When the coming G? Out. Man, I was like, okay, okay. I got her in the bag.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I had you in the bag. You
1: didn't have me point. no the no yeah. bag. I had you in the
0: bag. <laughs> I got you in the we bag. We had each
1: other in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So at that point, you know, that's when it it opened up. You know, it clicked for me. And at that point, um, I opened up. To her, I started, you know, talking more. I started getting out of my shell. So, you know, you know, sorry to say, but throughout most of the service, you know, we were talking. Yeah. Just starting to get to know each other. And by the time the service was finished and done, you know, we hugged, you know, a couple times, you know, to say bye. And we're like, you know, we want to get to know you. Like, you know, and I felt the same way. It was mutual, you know, we wanted to get to know each other. So we text, you know, afterwards and... Set up a date the next week. What did we do? We went to Fridays,
0: mm-hmm. mini golfing. We went mini golfing. Mm, you took me to the boardwalk,
1: and then we went to boardwalk. So as Sessie mentioned, you know, you know, we took a our, our walk, a our stroll. That was when we laid it all out. She opened up about her past. I opened up about my past. We did. We laid it all out there. Um, told each other what we were expecting. You know. Uh, for the future and what we were looking for in our husband or in our wife. And um, we both, you know, just saw eye to eye at that point and, you know, saw potential in each other uh, moving forward. So on the way out, you know, we held hands for the first time and it was just, you know, a great uh, day night. Mm -hmm. I think soon after that, maybe a week or two, you went to the movies with me and my family. You know, I invited you to come with us. Yep. Everything you just started going, you know, real um, fast after that.
0: Yeah. Then you yep. asked me out. Ex- and then.
1: asked you out. That was it. March 28th.
0: March 28th, 2010.
1: 2010. At a stake and shake.
0: At a stake and shake. Yeah. Sang
1: her a little song. <laughs> mm hmm.
0: And then from there, we started to plan. We were pre planning before we were engaged. Cause we knew that. Yeah,
1: we knew. We started already looking to see where we might want to get married, and she always had the the dream of getting married on the beach.
0: Yeah. So, so that dream came true, and we were we got married. We actually got engaged the day after Thanksgiving, two thousand ten.
1: Yeah, cause you was expecting it. Exactly. It's hard. It's hard to propose when when the girl's expecting it.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so you totally got me the next day, which was mm-hmm. Black Friday and then i mean what well, how much time how many months in between from dating in, in the dating to the engagement how many That's months was
1: that like 7 8 months
0: yeah we were only we were only dating for 7 8 months but keep, please keep in mind that we were like older
1: yeah we were mature we were
0: mature we yeah. had gone through things prior to meeting and things like that you know and we were not we'll like into. we'll get into in a second but you know we knew that this was God's hand, and usually, like, when you know that this is the one, like, why keep, you know, yeah. why keep prolonging the, the, the dating?
1: Yeah, we clicked, it felt right. Our families knew each other. Yeah. Uh, her family was cool, my family was cool with her, so it, it was right.
0: Yeah. So we got engaged in November, the day after Thanksgiving in 2011. Um, 2010 my bad Mm -hmm. and then we got married then the following year October 15 2011 and we had our honeymoon in Hawaii and everything so and we've you know that's that's pretty much our story um of how we met of how we met yeah because our story obviously never ends at this point So we've been, it's going to be seven years. Yes. This seven October, this October 15th, 2018, it's going to be seven years married and it's been great. It's been a great, great eight, seven years, seven years, seven years of marriage. You know, I can't say that we, we didn't have our struggles. I'm not saying that we have,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we haven't had issues and, you know, clashed and argued, you know, but. It's been a blessing, you know, to, you have been a blessing and you can, like the hand of God moved right from the beginning all the way till now and it still moves, you know? So, you know, now we have a little girl, her name is Victoria and we're just, you know, just doing this family thing one day at a time. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much how we met. Um, and that's his side and my version, his version and my version of the story. Now, one thing that, um, I want to mention um one of, one of, a question that I want to ask Anthony is um I want you to answer the question on how we were able to stay pure during our dating season, knowing we were both experienced on both sides. So if you don't know this, prior to Anthony I had a relationship and prior to prior to me, Anthony had a relationship and we were both experienced full term if you know what I mean. So we went into this relationship knowing that we were experienced. Yeah. So if you don't know this, we did save ourselves for marriage. It was hard. It wasn't it wasn't easy at all. <laughs> it was not easy. But we did save ourselves so that when we got married, the first time mm-hmm. was our first time.
2: Yep.
0: So can you give some advice on what to do what not to do so that couples out there that are listening and it's a struggle like even as Christians it's a struggle you know The struggle is real. The struggle is real trying to stay pure trying to stay pure when when you're experienced trying to stay pure when you're not experienced you know Yeah. So what are some things that Obviously,
1: you know, it's a challenge um you know, being the the, the way we are, um you know, we are people that like to you know touch and and feel um, that's what you know makes us feel loved so um during our dating season um you know we held hands a lot you know obviously you know we kissed um we were able to stay pure for marriage which was you know extremely hard um maybe it was a little bit easier for us in the sense that we only dated for you know nine months and then yeah. finally got married you know months after that so within the maybe a year and 10-month period, mm-hmm. you know, we were already married. But the year and 10 months, you know, it's hard. So if you guys are going through that struggle right now or, you know, we understand that maybe you've you've even fallen, um, it's not too late to say, you know, right now, God, we want to commit our lives to you. We want to commit our relationship, our our um, engagement to you um, and not do anything until um, that time comes when you guys are married. You guys can do it. You guys do have the strength to do it, um, so we encourage that. Um, to some tips and advice that I would give, as far as going out and um, being with your girlfriend or um, your lady friend, guy friend, um, you, you guys don't want to be out late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you should always uh, make a time, there a cutoff time, so to basically say that okay, once this time happens all right, you, you're on your way back home, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way back home, and mm-hmm. we're not going to do, do um, anything, you know, by ourselves, um, which is a big tip. You know, you never want to be anywhere, like, by yourselves. You want to be out in public. You know, it's cool to go out in movies, um, you know, play some games or go out to the beach. That's all good stuff, but you never want to be, you know, by yourselves. You don't want to have a spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, nothing good attempting. yeah,
0: nothing good happens after, like, 10 o'clock. Like, my mom always said that. That's, like, a Spanish thing, you yeah. know? Like, the freaks come out at night, but freaks isn't freaks. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> nothing good.
1: Yeah, if you need to go out with friends, do that.
0: Yeah, have, like, somebody accountable. Yeah. Somebody who's there. If you have another couple, you know, be accountable to each other and hang out, have double dates together or have just friends around you. And that definitely is gonna help you resist temptation because any any alone time that you guys can get is you kind of just kind of opening up yeah, that door,
1: the door to temptation. Yeah. And what worked for us was really the communication in the beginning, uh, making sure that we were both on the same page. So we would encourage that to all of um, all of you guys. If you're dating right now, make sure you talk with that person um, so that you guys both are on the same page because. You can't do it by yourself. It takes no. the two of you guys to yes. say, we're not going to do this. We're going to save ourselves.
0: Exactly. And one one big important thing is to know your expectations prior to going in further into the relationship. If you're going into marriage or whatever, you know, lay it all down like we did. And maybe you don't have to lay it down like the first date because that could probably scare somebody away. Yeah. Um, it was different for us. Cause we were a little yeah, older. We just finished, you know, yeah. going through our stuff. And... So we just wanted to. We didn't want to get hurt again. We were we were already hurt prior to each other, and we just wanted to make sure that this was it, and we weren't gonna play any games. So, you know, take some time with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or someone you're talking to, and kind of just express the kind of expectations you want in the future, and you know, in the present time, so that everybody's on the same page. And I think that you'll be able to have a great and strong relationship um, with your significant other. Um, Something else that I want to mention is like the whole unequally yoked thing. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? Now, that's very important, and if you're not into Christianity or anything like that, um, it's important for you to know that you have to be with someone who's on the same level spiritually with you. If someone, even even if you're not a Christian or even if you don't believe in anything, it still works the same way. Because, for instance, if your significant other is into drugs and you're not into drugs, you're still unequally yoked. Because that you're significant others into, you know, smoking or drinking and you're not. And that person can easily bring you down, you know, and it's harder to bring that person out of it. It's just, it's just, it's not equal. So it's, mm-hmm. you're going to have hardships. The same thing happens in Christianity. And in Christianity, we believe that we have to be on the same level spiritually. And I always use this um, this visual or this example is that, like, if someone's standing on a chair and then there's someone next to them standing on the floor, it's very hard to try to lift someone up to the same chair as you. It's very hard. You need a lot of manpower. You need a lot of upper body strength to get that person up. And especially yeah. if the person's, like, like a dead weight, it's hard to get that person on your chair.
2: That's good.
0: But if you're the person at the bottom, right, on the floor level... Yeah. And that when you're trying to bring that person down to your level, it's so easy to do that because. Just pull them. Just pull them down. Yeah, so pull them down. Yeah. So it's easier to pull somebody down than to pull somebody up. And it's really, really hard. And Anthony, prior to meeting me, you were kind of in an, in an, in an unequally yoked relationship. So can you, without saying too much, but can you give you know, just the, what are the consequences of being in, in a relationship like that?
1: All right. So yes, I was in, into one of those unequally yoked relationships, unfortunately. And I remember from the beginning, my mom would tell me she's, she's not the uh, woman that God has for you. But in my mind, I would just put it aside. And because I would think I could think that, um, I could help change her or I could bring her to church. And there was a time where I did even bring her to church and she started going through the classes and I remember you mentioning that you you saw those moments and it discouraged you. And, yeah, it did. And this was prior to the whole de- to December and, mm-hmm. and prior to talking. Yeah. So it just goes to show you how how much damage you know that that could affect at times. You know when mm-hmm. you are with someone because not only um not only are you wasting time with the person that's unequally yoked with you, but you could be stopping yourself from getting the blessing that God has for you Mm -hmm. because you're involved or because you're not patient or because you want to do things yourself. So it it did at the end of the day, obviously it didn't work out for us. Um, And thank God, you know, I found you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, prior, prior to Anthony as well, I was also in a relationship and we're both Christians, but it was just not equal at all, you know, and it was just doing more damage than, helping each other out so you know i definitely know what that also feels like and you know we did go into sin and so did you prior so we did fall into sin and all of that so you know it was very difficult because we were a little older we were like 22 years old and Mm -hmm. you know you 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 wait all this time you were late boomers as they call it and then you give everybody, everything away to the first person that gives you attention.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not even the one that God has in store for your life. And because that person is giving you the attention that you need, unfortunately, the both of us, we gave everything. Everything that we've worked up,
2: yeah.
0: you know, that's worked for. Yeah. and But, you know, it's okay. And if that's happened to you guys, it's okay. Like, restoration is there, you know, and it's a matter of just asking God for forgiveness and just kind of putting your entire life in God's hands and he can restore you 100%, you know, so it's possible. And, you know, finding the one is possible too. Finding the one is possible too. We we were both experienced. We both went through hardships and heartaches. Mm -hmm. And um, this kind of slides into the next point is when prior to meeting each other, how, what was the level that we had to be in with God in order for God to give me to you? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What was your experience in between the last relationship and me that God actually blessed you with me? And that yeah. sounds funny, <laughs> but we always say that you always told me that I was your reward. Yeah. And I felt the same way too. Because I had gone through four years of singleness and I struggled a lot and you were my reward. So mm. can you speak a little bit prior to that? Like, what did you have to do? And these are all for my single people out there. Like, people who are dating around and you, and you seem like you're not finding the one. Like, listen to Anthony. Because I promise you, you know, if you put your mindset into what he's going to say and, you, you know, kind of change the way you look at dating and all of that. I promise you God's going to bless you eventually. So go ahead and tell them your thoughts.
1: Well, at the end of the the relationship, um, I can start thinking back at all those moments that my mom would tell me, you know, she's not the one for me. Um, I remember coming home at night, uh, late at night, and my mom would just be there in the living room with her Bible open, praying. So mom, if you're listening, you know, I just want to thank you because you you were always there for me. You uh, helped, you know, um, you help me you know get to where I am right now and mm-hmm. have the family that I have and have the wife that I have um, you know God used you um, to to get me to give me my blessing so um this is going back um so I could go back and remember all the times that my mom was praying for me she would come anoint me while I was sleeping I could you know feel her you know putting oil on my head and putting oil on the walls and just praying for me um, but it took that experience. Um, and it took for me to hit rock bottom, for for um for me to finally find God. You know, I grew up in church, um, but it wasn't until this moment when I I found God. I can remember the night where I was you know in my room by myself, you know, just being real. I was crying, you know, I was just giving it all to God and say, God, you know, I couldn't believe that I had let everything go, everything that I worked towards, you know, up to 22, 23 years and. And just like that, I I gave it up to someone who, the first person to give me that attention. And, you know, I regretted it. But like he mentioned, that restoration was there. So that night, I can remember being on the floor and just looking up out my window. And I could see, it was nighttime, I could see the moon. And just looking up, you know, out there to, to space and to heaven. I said, God, I know you're out there. I know that you hear me. I know that you love me. And from now on, I just want to live for you. Nothing else in this world matters. I don't need anything else in this world. I just want to live for you. And for me, that was like the moment that I literally gave myself to Jesus. And unfortunately, it wasn't a time where it wasn't an altar call. It wasn't um, a church moment. It was when I hit rock bottom um, and I knew that God you know, was there for me when um, no one else was and when I felt alone. And it wasn't until that moment Things just started falling as far as blessings, like, left and right. Um, I got the opportunity to join the worship team. Uh, I met Ceci, like, you know, really met Sessie in in that way. And things just started falling, you know, blessings started falling, you know, left and right. And
0: And a lot of things that, like, a lot of advice that we give our friends, because most of our friends are single, is that, you know, it sounds cliche, but you have to be completing God in, in order... Yeah. to be in a relationship with anyone you you need to find wholeness in him it needs to be a, to a point where you don't even care about looking for the one it has to be to the point where you don't need nothing else but god and you need to go deep <laughs> with god you know it's 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 it sounds cliché but that's what happened to me as well like prior to to convention and although i was kind of like playing the game a little bit with you and stuff like that. But I was also going through stuff too. And I really, really had to give myself to God. I had to be like, God, I'm done. I'm done looking for the one. Like, I'm done. Because it seems like this is taking over my life. Like, this is, I'm done. I'm so tired of, like, liking different boys and, like, trying to look and trying to see, you know, if this was the one or this guy was the one. And, and like, looking for love practically in all the wrong places and, It wasn't until I was like, you know what? I'm done, God. Like, I'm done with all this. I just want to go deep with you. I just want to worship you. I just want to just, I want you to enter into my life again. I want you to restore me. I want to be whole in you and, and I don't need nothing else. And I remember when I said, I don't need nothing else. And I meant it. It was like, boom, within time, Anthony came into my life. And, you know, to all of my single friends out there, Become one with God. Trust me. Hold on. You know, it's not too late. And age is just a number for all of my older friends who are looking for the one. You know, it's just a number. God has that person. It sounds cliche (laughs) because we say it all the time to each other. But God has that person for you. And it's, you know, you just need to become whole in Him. And I promise you, He will give Him or her to you in a snap. So one of the last things I want to talk about is marriage. We've been married. It's going to be seven years. We've been married. And I like, babe, I like when you, what you say to our friends or what you say to other couples or, or what you say to your brothers and things like that. Um, and that's why I want to bring it up. It's very brief because we're going to talk about marriage in another episode where we can really really get down to the nitty-gritty about different things. But before we conclude this episode, I want you to talk a little bit about what marriage means to you. And cuz a lot of people they go into this marriage thing and they they have these expectations and it's like not what they expect and that's why like a lot of people divorce and they they divorce one year in, two year in, because they're not what they thought it would be. Is not the reality. So, what what is some advice that you can give out there um, for people that are thinking about marriage? They're courting, mm-hmm. they're engaged, and I like what you say to our friends and and your in our family because I think it's important. So glad.
1: When it comes to marriage, um, I always say at least to me, marriage is sacrifice. When I think about My marriage—it's not about me. Um, It's really about Sassy. It's about Victoria. Um, I always tell them, and they laugh. But the theme song for me when it comes to marriage (laughs) is uh, "I Give Myself Away." Like I sing it all the time, like in my head, and it's like it's not about me. It's not about my goals. It's not about my ambitions. It's about the goals of our families, the goals of our marriage. Where do we want to be five years from now? Ten years from now? Uh, what, I, what can I do to help my family um, be better in everything that we do in a spiritual aspect, um, emotionally, you know, to, in our togetherness and having fun. Uh, so it's really a sacrifice. Um, I think one of the biggest things about marriage um, is communication. I know you've heard it before and people say it all the time, but it's so true. Um, if you can't communicate effectively, um, you're going to have a hard time during your marriage. I say that we, you have to sacrifice, um, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't speak about how you feel. You need to tell your spouse how you feel so that they can fulfill your, fulfill your needs. So for me, if, if if you're sacrificing, if I'm sacrificing um, my goals, my ambitions, I'm doing everything that I can to support Ceci. I'm doing everything that I can to love on Ceci. And if she does the same for me, that's when I'm going to get my love. That's when I'm going to feel, you know, um, my appreciation and or whatnot. So um, if you guys are doing that for each other, then you guys can feel whole and, and be one. And, you know, I didn't even say it yet, but obviously, you know, having a marriage that's founded in Christ. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that God is love. Yes. And without Christ, we can't have a successful marriage, like point blank, period.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not to say that if you're a Christian that you're going to have um A marriage, and you're never going to go through divorce because there's so many Christians out there who do get into divorces. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, it's not God. Mm -hmm. God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You know, it's up to us. We have to stay founded in Him. And the moment we forget that, the moment we start thinking about ourselves, our own wants, that's the moment where we risk it, and we risk our marriage. We miss, we risk our family, and unfortunately. That's how it is. And the enemy, the enemy tries to seek to destroy families. He tries to seek to destroy marriages. So we have to, you know, stay founded in Christ.
0: Amen, babe. Well, that's it. I think we... (laughs)
1: That's it? I made it?
0: You made it. I think
1: that's the most you're probably going to hear me speak. Ever. Ever.
0: Ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, babe, first I want to say thank you for joining me at the table today. You are the guest of all guests the love of my life, and I really appreciate you. Um, this has been me. a great journey with you. Like You're my life partner, and I love right. you with all of my heart, and I thank you for everything that you do for me, Victoria.
1: I love you. you know, I always got your back. I support you in everything you
2: do.
0: Thank you, babe. So I hope that today's conversation has provided you with knowledge, and it gives you a new sense of awareness on marriage and dating and our story. Um, stay tuned for an upcoming marriage episode, which will happen later on in the season, and we'll just talk about simply marriage and all of everything that comes with it. Um, but let's make sure that the conversation doesn't end here. Also, please make sure to follow Anthony, um, his Instagram, his group called DV3. Right. Um, so go ahead and check out their page at Devotion Three. No
1: e. D v o t i o n three. Yes. Facebook, and, Instagram, Twitter,
0: and YouTube. Yes, and he has a group. He's a worship. there's a worship group, and they go to different churches. And they also bless our lives. They have a single out there that's called Time. So that's if right. you haven't heard that song, I'm sure that's gonna bless your life. So make sure that you check them out. On iTunes, it, the song is called "Time," and by DB3. by DB3. Available on
1: Apple Music, Google, YouTube.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, babe, for being here, and thank you all for tuning into Benevolence. We're all are welcome to the table. Please continue to spread the word and subscribe, and stay tuned for the next Monday's episode four. Bye.